the transformation that God does within your soul. And as long as you're close to him and have a close relationship with him, you will follow in obedience and look at how he will transform. He brings us all together for a mission that you're not even aware of, but you're just doing it because you understand his word, you understand him, and you know that obedience and righteousness will give him glory. And the joy that you receive afterwards is seeing today a transformed life. Welcome to the Limitless Level Podcast. My name is Brendan Kearney, and each week I'll bring you insights, tips, and strategies on developing your mindset, fitness performance, and your well-being. It is my mission to empower others to step into their potential and own their lives. I believe self-awareness is the key to self-mastery, and when you master yourself, you can master any area of your life. Well, good morning. It is Friday here at the tail end of April. This week, I'm going to be speaking with a friend of mine who's from the local area, goes by the name of Cindy Lou Barkley. Now, Cindy Lou and I met about four or five years ago. Uh, She is a landlord. She is a mother slash grandmother, and she looks after... uh, many different people under her household and she has traveled and has been traveling um, up to this uh, pandemic in the last year. Uh, Before that, she's been out to Africa. She's been to Kenya and uh, other countries where she spent time in missions trips in helping spread the awareness of the good works of the Lord and introducing primarily younger children to the world of creative arts, um, where she really wanted to help people get into a healthier place in their life and um, because wanted to save them from the corruption that they were getting into and really just inspire them and get creative with their minds and as a seed planter to the works of God. So she's been doing missions trips like that and has been a partner with a company called SIM, which is a missions organization. And she's been doing a lot of work and she's done a lot of work on herself. Uh, She's a devoted Christian who studies the Bible very religiously. And she is also into more of a healthy lifestyle getting fit, getting healthy, eating better, um, all for the sake of, you know, knowing, seeing the need to take care of herself um, for the things that she aspires to do and to be, you know, a better person and, and, and to um, serve the Lord. So Cindy Lou, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Brendan. How are you? Wonderful. Great. Great. Well, I want to thank you for having me on board today. Thank you for coming on this morning. Okay, Sydney Lou, uh, we're just going to get the ball rolling here briefly with a few fun questions. Uh, first off, what are you grateful for today? 
Oh, that's a good question just to start off with. Wow. I'm grateful for the life that I have today because I have Jesus in it today. And um, I didn't always have that. But today I am inspired by his word and how he speaks through his word to me to give me a direction in life. Wow. So then what inspires you right now? The waking up every day, uh, listening to him, I, I, I can't say enough about having the close relationship that I have with Jesus, how it has me walk with him beside me every day through any factor of life that comes across daily. And that inspiration allows me to be able to stay focused on challenges, life trials, living in the days of what we have today of COVID, for instance, um, not seeing family members and, and adapting to changes, new, light, new ways of communicating and such as this. Um, it, and just having him gives me the inner strength to, to, to see through those things. And work through those things, and 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 by that I I have blessings and joys that I I would never have experienced in my life before. Sounds very inspiring. So, what would be a couple of fun facts about yourself? Uh, maybe a, a quirk or a superpower, if you will. Uh, something maybe a little unique about yourself. Um, well, I have a blessing from the Lord that I found out at a very late age of time in my life. Like I was in my fifties and I found out that, um, I am an artist. And up until then, I, I was basically a stay-at-home mother and raising my children. And, and, um, so the, the, the art came into the picture at that time. And since then it's, it's allowed me to, uh, open the door and have experiences that I've never had before. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, what else? I love to take care of, I love fitness, love exercising, uh, eating healthy. Um, I, uh, I'm committed right now to, to isogenics, taking it daily. Um, and just right now, every path I take is basically God driven. Okay. So everything just sounds like you have a purpose for. Yeah. So that's sounds very inspiring right there. Mm -hmm. So Cindy Lou, um, there's a lot of things I learned about you over the last uh, year or so mm -hmm. when you shared in, you know, in your testimonials, uh, you know, I've heard you several times uh, speaking at church uh, prior to departing to know Africa mm -hmm. and so it was it was very interesting so growing up like where did you come from you know location wise but also you know what were maybe some of the things you experienced early on uh or the, you know they'd be challenges and so forth that kind of uh helped you get to you know more towards being introduced to God and being kind of led into that direction. So like, where did you come from? You know, the challenges and, and the, the experiences that you've had. 
So just uh, share a little bit about that. Um, well, I haven't had what they call, what you would look at as a typical normal uh, upbringing. Um, it was one that was dark uh, trauma. There was a lot of trauma. There was a lot of dark darkness in the aspect where um, uh, there was a lot of abuse in my, my, my family. Um, at the age of nine, we were we were we were um, taken over by the crown wards. The my, I had three other siblings at, at the time, and then um, so we went through the system that way. And the the breakdown of that family um, evolved to to me walking in the world believing I couldn't trust anybody taller than me because I was only nine at the time, and uh, I put walls up. And then um, those walls stayed solid for a long time. And so everything was just crushed down and, and, um, and never dealt with. And uh, what happened uh, is, you know, you go through life with a mask because you don't want the, the world to see where you actually came from. So you do a projection, so what you think the world will accept. Um, in order to be liked. So that led me into a young adult years and teenage lifestyle and wearing the mask. And even in my early, I, 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 when I was married, I was married and then the mask was still there, but then um, it was yet a new, a new uh, beginning for me. And uh, it, it was, it was wonderful you know, early, early marriage and everything else was, it, it was fantastic. Um, two children, two beautiful children. Um, and then um, when there was challenges that came forth later on in my forties, I wasn't able to deal with it because all of the, the years of turmoil and darkness and trauma was still being smothered down deep inside and the concrete walls were still up. I was still wearing a mask because nobody knew of, of, of Cindy Lou um, from before. They just saw what they saw in the present moment and believed that's what all it was. You know? I projected a, a, a white house with a beautiful white picket fence type of thing. So, um, but then some challenges had come to play in my forties. And then with those challenges, and not knowing how to mentally deal with them and then having the, the, the past come up at the same time, it caused um, a lot of mental turmoil within me. And um, I, I resorted to negative resources to, for coping mechanisms. And my, my resource at that time was alcohol. And, um, there was there was signs of the marriage breaking down and it broke my heart and and because i wasn't properly equipped to handle a broken heart finding things out about my past um and dealing with the mental health issues that i've been smothering all came to the surface and the alcohol gave me a sense of escape. I could get away. I could just 
remove myself from it and put another mask on. But in time, um, that within two years, I I then just became a fallen down drunk. I went from A plus plus mother to a fallen down drunk in two years. Like that's how fast it it, it took a hold on me. And then I then spent many years in a very dark place. But in the course of all that, I stepped my foot for the first time in a church. And that was a, a, a God-led with Jesus beside me, guide me through those doors. And I, I went to a church in, in, in Waterloo, Creekside actually, and I called the pastor there. And he came and sat with me and he directed me to a place that was called Celebrate Recovery and introduced me to some wonderful female mentors there. And that was the first stepping stone towards um, Jesus' way of guiding me to the direction of what healing I needed. First the church, first God, and then to the proper channels of who God wanted to be in my path to guide me through mentorship. And I was there for, for, for a few years with that. And then um, he then guided me to Brockville. Um, I then again, by uh, God's path, even though um, I was baptized and um, working towards Christ being a, a proper Christian, I straddled that, you know, on the highway, you have that solid line. I was straddling on both sides of the highway for a few years, you know, one foot here and one foot there, um, trying to find my own grounding, but wanting to do it my way, um, not fully absorbing into the word and to what what's God's, God's way is for us and what path he wanted me on. Um, prior to that, I never stepped foot in the church unless I was, because I never was raised a Christian. Um, nothing. God was never even in my vocabulary unless it was. And then, and then when I got married and had baptized my own children, that's the only time I spent time in church prior to this. And that was my first footstep in there was 40, age 40, in the realm of my 40s. So um, through the path in here in Brockville, it still took me some, some uh, learning curves and um, some, um, consequences of living through and whatnot that I had to uh, uh, I was still in a dark place in Brockville for a while then um, in one of my Bible study classes we were talking about uh, you know it was around Christmas and we we're talking about New Year's resolutions and what we're going to project for the new year and I said to my group I said you know what guys I really think that God is speaking to me and he's asking me to commit a promise to him and um, and that was to start reading the Bible. And um, so when January rolled around, that's what I did. I got into the Bible and started right in Genesis and just devoted. I was for, for months on end. I was just constantly in, involved in that. And through obedience, learning about him, understanding the word, seeing his direction, becoming to have a relationship, Seeing what faith and truth 
and, and his grace. Um, and the more I became devoted to his word and became more obedient because there was a drive, there was a driven force within me to want to know more and be more so that um, I could experience the, the joy that I read in his word and, and the peace and the blessings. And I would look at other mentors and I would, I want, it's like they had a glow and I wanted what they had. So the only way for me to understand that is, is, is to read and understand God more. And I'll tell you, with that happening, my entire world did a complete 360 in the content where he was shutting the doors of the past, opening the doors of the past, giving me a clear, defined picture that Jesus walked through with me in that years I was telling you about previously, from nine down, that Jesus' presence was with me. And he, he, he's not saying that, that God gave me all that darkness. He was helping me to go through the darkness every step of the way. There was actually proven, documented proof in this. And I was in my 50s when this beautiful view of what God really wanted to see, what, he, what, what had happened to me and why things happened to me that it was um, so profound that um, I have then began to feel and understand what joy is, what happiness is, what his grace is. I have never, ever, ever experienced joy in my life other than the birth of my be two beautiful children. I mean, that is, you know, a mother's ultimate joy and, and my grandchildren. <laughs> but, and is 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 uh knowing that i wasn't alone because i had those concrete walls i shoved all the darkness down threw up the walls and 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 wouldn't let anybody in and i would never trust anybody and the only way i was going to walk through this world if i had only myself and then god taught me no you can let those walls down you can trust me you can let me in and i will give you the joy that that you are seeking and i will prove to you that I, you are here today at this moment because i've been with you the entire time so it's a magnificent journey it's not one that i wear a mask with anymore the mask is off the truth will be revealed because behind the truth is actually god's story it's not a darkness it's not a trauma it's there's there's no ugliness anymore there's nothing to be embarrassed about there's nothing to hide from thinking people aren't going to like me because of my past none of that exists because god it's his story now it's all transformed it's not about cindy lou it's about him because he's glorified and i could tell you stories brent that honestly every time i eat, eat say it I could say it 20,000 times and I still get the chill, the, the, the spirit running through me because it's magnificent when you really get closer to God and you allow him in, how he will reveal to you any aspects of our lives. He is with us. He is guarding us. He's protecting us and he's helping you to get through the challenges. 
but it wasn't until I accepted Jesus into my life. I completely surrendered and fallen to the cross on my knees and asked for forgiveness for all my sins. We fully redempted myself, did redemption to asking God's grace. It was un until then that the doors began to open. The, the light doors, the doors with the light open, the doors of the darkness closed and are now behind me. And it's now a story. I'm honored, completely honored that God has allowed me to be his servant, to share it, to spread his gospel, to spread his word, to spread what he's done in my life. And I'm here today. And through that, he has brought in um, his journey. Now his purpose, it's like, okay, girl, here's your purpose now. Now we're going to get to the real work and where he wants me and where he needs me and what I am to be doing for him, for his kingdom. And in introducing me that I would be an artist at the age of 50, uh, 50 he then, when, 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 when righteousness had come in and, and, and obedience had come in from myself, he started to show that it was missions that I was going to be like, I was doing a prophetic art group and in our, one of our art group emails, it, they were looking for African artists. And I was just getting into the role of even accepting the fact that I could paint. And I just thought, Oh, well, this is just, let's just give it a roll. Let's see, you know, let's just check it out. Did a bio threw out my pictures send it off the next day going back to my emails do you know as we do we look at our emails and, and it says you're in that's it and i wrote back is this a joke and they they sent it back and they said no when they saw the bio read, saw the pictures read the bio that um god had laid very heavily on her shoulders that cindy lou needs to be in africa so that was back in 2018 and that was or 17 and then i i went and, and uh, did some fundraising and whatnot and then went to africa in 2018 and i returned again in 2019 and uh, to do an art residency and basically that entails uh seven local artists in kenya and seven international artists getting together to do visual ministry work with creative arts and we worked in we went and 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 contributed our time and, and, and with orphanages, um, prisoners. We went into prison chapels. Um, we went to people that uh, are, didn't feel that they less fortunate, youth, young children, adults, because you know creativity is something that a lot of artists don't know that can be used as missions, and um, it's not just for a a format of creating on a piece of canvas or creating a piece of pottery or it, it it can also be used to use to share the gospel and and share God's word with um, and in between the times of going to Africa God had driven in my heart because I learned about trauma healing courses over there as um, the director in Africa presented a day on um, SIM's trauma healing program. So when I came back here, um, 
again, another God-driven is he, he sent me to go learn in North Carolina, um, the trauma healing course. And uh, so today I'm now a, a master healer in, uh, for trauma healing. And combining that with creativity and the arts, I found when I went back in 2019, allowed for the young youth that we were working with an opportunity to, to share the darkness but where words couldn't, A, the word, the proper word, the right word, even though we, we say for language barriers for that matter, um, to com for communication and, and whatnot. There's a different language that comes out when you're creating and an expression that comes even deeper that words can't say. It comes out on paper or, or whatever form of art you're working on. And then when you ask them to communicate that, it's much easier to open up more, to open up the darkness that you couldn't say in words it's it's in the pay it's in the it's in the creativity part so it was neat to see the transformation how trauma and creativity can be combined and um yeah so that's basically where it led guided me the god has guided me is that he really shown in my heart that um uh, now that he had to quit me this is the work as his servant that he needs me to be and that's working in missions and so wow. far, and so far, it's in Africa. Wow, Cindy Lou, that's very inspiring, very transformative. And just how you mentioned, you went from being, you know, married, and you know, deemed as a successful, you know, well-rolled, you know, balanced mother to just, you know basically drop dead you know at least in spirit with the you know the coping and the you know the mm -hmm. abuse you, you did on yourself and you know just in that short span of time of two years or what that you mentioned but the transformation it's just like it completely re reinvented yourself in what seemed to be like you know such a such a such a quick time where you you experience that healing you know and um what, what i found very fascinating is looking back how you mentioned that you know those those dark troubling times of your past that you were not alone um that you know god was guiding you all the way mm -hmm. and so do, do you believe now that the, the pain and the challenges that you faced in the past has led you to your mission and has actually been um in a way like the catalyst to this birth of your mission in christ exactly and, and sharing your um creative work with the world which you mentioned is you know primarily in arts mm -hmm. that you experience later in life which is interesting so yeah 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 exactly i i i, I really feel that um god uses um it builds strength and it builds character, uh, those challenging times, and helps to form you into being the person he needs you to be uh, in order to, to, uh, to glorify his kingdom. It's because everything, I, I really feel today that we are all here 
for a purpose and, 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 and an understanding of what is to come. And, and God uses us and brings people into our lives for a moment, for a day, for a season, for a couple of weeks. And it's all building blocks to work towards that narrow path for, for when the time comes and, and we are all in, in, in invited to his kingdom. Um, and it's to bring others for the ones that have not heard or seen the word or know the word to, to be disciples, to, to work through, because this world is a challenging world that we all live in. And it seems to be getting even more so every day. And he, he, he uses our stories of our life that we've led to, to strengthen your core values so that you're able to walk in his strength to work with others, to be with others that, that has the same uh, or just any darkness, really, and walk beside them as Jesus walks with us all and and work with them so that's why i mentioned i'm actually the past of my darkness that i used to hide from and wear a mask behind because i never thought this world would ever accept me no one would like me if they ever heard where i came from and what happened to me with that little girl from the age nine down i just didn't think the world would accept it so i had to hide it i had to smother it and today, I am honored that God has chosen me. And, and I'm grateful for my life because I can now take that core understanding and, and connection of that darkness and reach out to, to help somebody else see Jesus in their lives. Yeah. That is incredible. And you know what, Cindy Lou, for you to experience that profound transformation yourself, mm -hmm. that gives you a story to share. It gives you this sense of credibility that I believe um, that other non-followers even, and especially followers of Christ who are still, you know, they're learning in their journey that you're empowering them you're inspiring them and you're opening the doors for those who might be closed to um the ways of the lord and exploring that spiritual um that spiritual avenue um because you know this is a turning point i've realized it in the last year especially with these lockdowns and the pandemic mm -hmm. I think you and I both have built up this um, spiritual um, and mental resiliency to be able to cope with these times in the way that we do with greater understanding and knowledge. And I think this is the greatest opportunity than ever in history, um, at least, you know, for these times that we live in, to, to share the word of Christ. And, and how do we do that, Cindy Lou? Uh, because I know there's a lot of people that you know they, they they don't want to just regurgitate words from the bible um you know what i mean they so how do we go about doing that more naturally that uh draws maybe those non-believers in well it, it, it 
it's pretty cool because you know when you think about the world we're in now um i never would have dreamt in a million years i'd be talking to you in this format um it's always been face to face we go for walks right or we just hang out or you're my trainer and you help me strengthen where i need my strengthening and you know we've worked through that through the years right we, we've never ever done this so this 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 new wave of communicating has been a learning curve i mean for people my age and up to you know and challenging because it's it's so foreign to 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 us whereas you know the younger millennials it's it's a part of their life today anyways and but what i think is this is it this is let's just wing it let's just do the podcast let's do just do the video let's just be us let's just like we said before we even started is just you and me we're just having our training session we're having our walk we're having our time let's be real and let's not try to make it anything less and just just share and tell the real stories you know like maybe this can be a continuation where you know um what we could do a session like i mean everybody can do this you do do a session that you're going to specifically talk about okay well if that happened you're like let's just talk this week about you know abuse or let's just talk about you know any whatever comes up you know training what have you been experiencing like every week make it real be real and i think people need real right now because this is artificial this this style is artificial so how do we connect to make us real again and feel like we're sitting beside each other or walking beside each other or being beside each other than trying to make this as relaxing and natural as possible and share the real deal stuff like don't wear the mask don't think you got to be all this because you're on a video be real you know and share communicate 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 i was told that by one of my counselors one time one thing about humans the worst dilemma that they ever have in themselves is they don't communicate enough and uh so it's true mm. so that's that's what i think um is is adapting to the new change the new life that we have today and making it the best we can because we all have a dark past we all have something or even a dark present you know so let's help each other work through that for me and 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 I and I believe that everybody out there needs to to hear the the gospel and know that Jesus is the only way. Yeah. I truly believe that uh in my heart too. Yeah. And you mentioned these social masks that we hold up. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting because what have we been doing for almost the last year? We've been walking around with these real masks on out of the <laughs> law, but really I, the way I see it, it's just like a, it's just like a, a manifestation of, of the social masks that yeah. we've been, you know, that we've been wearing forever. You see people, they, they talk about 
how they can't read someone's facial expressions because they have a mask on. Well, what kind of communication issues do we have before these masks? You know what I mean? They were still very real. And so how many now is a greater walking, opportunity. Yeah. How many of us are actually walking around with a mask? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know what? Technology, I feel like, is a blessing. It helps us communicate. Well, you know, we have these physical distancing rules and what have you if you can't meet in present. It gives us these, these new, we have these resources and they're there for our benefit. But of course, it comes with its dark sides. You can get distracted. You can get misled, right? There's lots of that going on. But what I have learned, especially is if you read, um, you know, you, you open the Bible, you just, you read it, you, you, you soak in that pure wisdom mm -hmm. from stories and truths. Mm -hmm. and, it just, and it can even be a, a very good book. Um, you know, there's lots of books out there, but the Bible particularly, it just arms you. It arms you with wisdom. So you have this sharp axe that you can take out into the world and all those things don't dull you down and dilute your thinking because it happens in such subtle ways. But what I love in my experience is mm -hmm. God always brings you back on track. And for all those times I've worried about things and anxiety and worry and put all this pressure on myself, I've realized that for every breakdown, there's a breakthrough and it's almost predictable. And I feel like living in that state is amazing. And I, you know, I believe there's no such thing as a good, a bad day. Um, it's just good days and character building days. Well, the, when I started reading the Bible, the one book that really, I felt like I was sitting there right beside him when I began to read the Bible and it was in the book of Job. And, um, I just, I just felt, I just, I, I was envying him because I thought, you know, he was right there. You know, could you imagine just, and yet Jesus is, but in, in Job, uh, 12, 22, okay. I'm going to give you a couple of things. He says, he reveals the deep things of darkness and brings their utter darkness. And then in, in Job 23, 17, it says, yet I am not silenced by the darkness, by the thick of the darkness, by the thick of the darkness that covers my face. Now, is that's exactly how I, fe I felt, you know, I, I, yet I am not silenced by the darkness, by the thick darkness that covers my face and that that's when i realized um this is where this things the darkness needs to be shared we need to open up i mean the, the awareness of mental health health today wow uh you know the years of in my school years there was two teachers in my lifetime that recognized there was something a little different and I would always sit in the back end of the room where I had the wall to my back and I could see the window and I my participation which is 30% of your your marks 
the teacher would say, you know, you need to, and I didn't want to. And he says, I noticed you sit at the back and you're, you're, you're in the room physically, but you're always looking out that window. And he said, I, I want you to, I want to, I want to uh, challenge you. Come to the front. I won't ask you to participate. But if I know you know the answer, I'll just turn and say, Cindy Lou, what do you think? So I, I, I complied. I said, oh, shit. okay, we'll do that. So I would. I sat at the front. I couldn't do the window, but I could stay in the room because of my darkness. I used to disassociate. So instead of going up to the and disassociating, the window gave me an out of the room when I was felt uncomfortable. By being able to see outside, I was it would keep a comfort zone within me. So being up front, I then realized um, I could focus on just the teacher and just the, the subject. And that was a wonderful learning curve I learned in public school. When I started going to church, for the very first time I walked into the doors of the Creekside Church in Waterloo, I went re remembering the echo of that teacher in my mind, go to the front. Right. Because then I won't feel like I have to have a window to, to leave the room if I get over anxious or anything. So I will always sit to this day at the front of the church because then I can focus on the instruction. I can focus on the word. I can focus on the message and not have all the distraction around me. And it's just a very powerful. And that is a God moment. That teacher and one other teacher recognize the same thing and, and we did teaching in a different format back then those two people i know today were the angels that god gave me to help me get through school because i don't know how i did to be honest with you with with what was going on in here and the life i was living with in 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 back home and then having to go to school to learn was virtually very difficult but we didn't have the mental health health awareness back then we didn't have what we have out here today. Teachers are qualified. You know, doctors are prepared. Everybody's getting awareness and, and are getting prepared to understand and see the signs. I'm talking, I'm now 60. So you're talking fifth over 50 years ago. I struggled to get through. I still today cannot understand how I made it to grade 12. And then I did some college work. <clears throat> excuse me so those are angels that god brought to help me get through they had to have been it was just magnificent and then to carry through and and be the echo there to remind me to hear my words cindy lou to hear to when you're in church and to worship to sing with me to be with me go to the front go to the front and wow. you know uh yeah so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so having having this format and being more open today is a blessing that people have the acceptance the understanding and the knowledge of what mental health because i was diagnosed with four different mental when i first when i finally got into the system because i couldn't take it anymore and i knew i couldn't i couldn't function the system diagnosed me with four different health, uh, mental health issues. Yeah, that was very interesting, Cindy Lou. Um, 
you made me actually think about a this one teacher that I had in public school. His name was Mr. Matheson. And it was very interesting because I grew up, you know, like I was one of those intellectually challenged kids. And, and I, I was one of those kids that sat at the back, looked at window all the time, daydreamed. I, I had no attention span. And he, Mr. Matheson did something special in me. He saw something. He saw something in me that no other teacher could could help me with. And he had this unique way of working with me and he'd have these intimate conversations with me. And um, he was, he was a unique teacher. I mean, he, I remember he would sing gospel songs on his guitar and he would, um, it was amazing what, what he did, but yeah, like he would, give me these insights too that really helped me um and i look back on that now but it just made me remind about it reminded me of, of that and and you know what today i go to the front of the altar now to you know i mean before before when we could but um yeah it's a lot of that has just helped with me too um getting over the fear and just getting up in front and 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 speaking and not being not being afraid of judged and being ridiculed, um, or you know being embarrassed for you know looking silly for maybe asking a question or whatever you know, um, it's one of the biggest mental demons for sure. And it's interesting how you mentioned um, you were diagnosed with four different ailments. Now were these. Uh, mental health related do you feel like you're misdiagnosed were you aware of what was going on at the time do you feel like it's it, maybe it's just a psychological thing that maybe they just don't understand but you don't understand as well because you haven't learned how to maybe work through that yeah so just... yeah well they were they were mental health uh, uh um labels there's kind of like a label in a sense where they 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 give you a name for it and say that this one's chronic depression, bipolar, um, borderline personality disorder, and uh, PTSD. So, um, and there is a connection emotionally to all of them, and, and an understanding of them all. But um, I I have to say, Brendan, I've been through a lot of the systems awesome wonderful trauma healing programs i've been to phenomenal psychiatrists honestly they're great people i've been in and out of many um short-term programs long-term programs across ontario i've been in different uh, mental health hospitals because of crises uh, moment of crisis i've been um um, one particular hospital four or five times in my life and uh, working through the, the trauma healing and whatnot. But I've got to say, and I'm very, you know, medicated for, I think it was like on 12 different kinds of meds and uh, for coping uh, to get through whatever crises or whatever mental health issue I was dealing with. And then with living with the addiction of, of 
being drawn to alcohol to take it all away because it would numb me. It would flatline me, it would numb me, it would remove me because I, I always felt that um, I was, even in school, like I was saying back in public school and high school, and even as a young mother and a young adult, I always felt that I was, I was different then. I wasn't, I wasn't the same. And, and, and um, so, but I found that when I came to the point of not doing things my way and putting it to the cross and surrendering that the understanding of Jesus's healing. Okay. And I'm going to read to you again from one other thing. It's Isaiah 53, five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we were healed. And even my doctor today has says, You're, this is nothing but a miracle. I was in a wheelchair uh, for over a year and hospitalized over a year in Kitchener-Waterloo area. And they deemed me to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Um, and to just have care come in and, and take care of me. There was healing there. Um, today, I walk, run. I've actually done a, a little bit of running, training with you, which you have seen me. Um, and coming out of that darkness, um, it was the only thing that gave me complete healing because today, I'm completely removed of all meds. I have been removed of all mental health labels officially by the, the health system. Um, I do not have a wheelchair. I do not have a cane and I do not have a walker any longer. I'm fully engrossed in the Lord as a missionary. The, the, amount of hospitals and doctors and worldly system, which I'm, is wonderful. I needed it when it was there. I truly, truly, truly did. But it was God. It was Jesus that, that did the ultimate healing. The last, when I finally surrendered to him. Ultimately, it was Jesus that took all that away. And has strengthened and trans did the transformation from the inside out to bring me where I am today so that I can continue for the journey that he has me on. I have been in the emergency room three times under the state of having, I don't know, uh, like so much alcohol in my system that the doctor said for a person my size that the level of toxicity of a man 250 pound 280 pound man coming in here he would be coming either dead or in a coma the mere fact that i was coherent my eyes were open and i was alive was nothing less than a miracle and each time each doctor said something is keeping you here because you should be dead you should not even be here today 
that is God. That is God. That is purely by God's will that I am still here to share this story today. It's it's just incredible. Um, so it was at that stage that I, I thought, okay, Lord, I'm yours. Be, you know, let your will be done. And I will be your servant and follow you. And he has then opened up that path for me to, to head off to Africa and do, do mission work and be with those. Um, and actually, there's a bit of a little mission work here in Canada that, that I have been doing for seven or eight years now, in, even in my own home. And I've opened my doors to help people in many different crisis situations or just the need to have a safe place to go to. Um, a safe, quiet home environment. Um, and that has been an ongoing process here in, in Brockville. And um, I believe that was the stepping block of the last seven years of doing this, as he's preparing me to learn how to work and be the person he needs me to be so that when he takes me somewhere, wherever it is I go, and for now it's Africa, to go work with others. And, and help them through uh, their life challenges and get them to, the, to, to see Jesus in their life, foremost, foremost. I can't, you know, Cindy Lou, that is amazing. I can't fathom um, this fact. And, you know, this is my idea, that, but like, this is how I see it. And I'm sure this is how it is with, with the work Christ did through you to help keep you alive is so he could have you carry out the mission that he had already assigned you already planned ahead. You know what I mean? And, but you didn't know of it. You weren't aware of it. And like you mentioned, you don't know what, what could possibly be keeping you alive. Doctors didn't even know it. And so that is an amazing, incredible testimony. And now looking at this um with with your mission i would love to hear um just some maybe some share some highlights of your your recent trips in kenya the people that you met there the the lives you've seen led by people and maybe just some of the transformations talk a little bit about the work you got to do the people you got to meet just some of the highlights um, well, one one person I'd like to share with you that comes to mind when you ask, it's it's a little mini story of um, just to, to um, how sovereign and, and how powerful our God is. Um, when when I mentioned that we go to um, the, the local prison in Nairobi, we go to their Sunday chapel and um, the local community there uh, goes every Sunday and then art residency we go to inspire them that there can be, if you seek Jesus, that, that, that you can have a changed life. And in 2018, we were there and this young fellow was, was, um, was an artist and he heard us at the service and he approached us. He says, I'm going to be leaving here. Um, after you, you leave, are you coming back next year? And as a matter of fact, we said, yes. And so in 2019, he joined the art residency as one of the local artists. And he was um, 
um, just a wonderful man, wonderful artist. And he was inspired to um, draw a paint painting. And he asked about sending the, the, so he started to draw this one about victory. And it's this beautiful shot of this, this um, person. It's actually like a basketball race. He's scored the winning goal and it's victorious, you know, and the expression on the face and the arm going up. And, and then he did another painting or drawing, actually pencil drawing, where there was somebody anguished with chain, huge chain holding him down. So with the comparison of the two, he donated his works, his artworks while he was in the residency to the prison. And he actually got up and was able to share because even some of the people that were there were still there that he knew of from last year to inspire them that if you seek Jesus, you can have victory in your lives. So um, Peter that day, uh, and, and we shared the gospel, we shared the word, donated the, the artworks. And um, that Sunday, there was over 70 men who, who um, donated their lives to Jesus and came to the Lord. And the, the chief of police was there and he approached us. He said, now the times he's ever known since he's worked there, not, never has there been that many people that had done that. And so that is very powerful. Peter, uh, now today, um, because in the Nairobi prisons, 90% of the people that go, it's a short-term sentence, go out back on the streets and for and they don't have the change core value in them and they end up doing the same thing and they go back in their back end so it's just you know it's just a, a repetition very cyclical so but peter uh he is now in the village in his mountain um teaching the young artists at the local school in his village um and at the end of the art residency, uh, everybody was on their ways. The internationals were going home. The Kenyans were going back to their, and God really laid a heavy in my heart. And I went to our, our driver that we, we have all the time. And I said, his name is Ambrose. I said, Ambrose, would you mind taking me? I said, for some reason, God is asking me to take Peter back home. Will you drive me? He says, oh yeah. Okay. I said, well, is he in Kent, but, but locally? And he said, oh yeah. But I found out he's way, 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 way high up in this mountain. Like we were up in the clouds. I'm not kidding you. That's how long it took. Like we were driving forever to get up there. And on the way up, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I said, so Peter says, well, my cousin works at the local school there. So, you know, we went in. But I had not understood the dynamics of what was transpiring. I was just being obedient because of God really, you know, that feeling, that instinctual feeling you get in your stomach. Well, like that's the feeling, and I followed through, believing it was God trying to, to to tell me to take Peter home. So I met his cousin, met the director of the school, the teacher of the school, and then they brought all the students out. And I found out because the teacher came over and said, "The teach, the, they just want to hold, touch your hand." I'm like, "I go okay." They said, um, uh, "They they say, Miss um, Cindy Lou, she's." They said. They have never, there has never been a white person that had gone out to the mountain. Some of those young kids never even seen a white person before. So we had a little ceremony, a little time together, went up to his grandparents' place, Peter's grandparents' place, and, and up to their coffee plantation. 
had a wonderful visit, told them about the wonderful things that Peter had done during his three week stay at the residency. His grandfather then said, okay, when it was time we were going back down the mountain after our visit, he's taking his camera, we're taking pictures and off he goes. And we said goodbye to Peter and Ambrose. We're sitting there on our way back and, and it was just a quiet moment. And he said, Cindy Lou, do you, under, do you have any idea what you've done for this, for Peter being in the tribe way up here in the mountain? I said, no. And he says, you've got to understand something that the culture, because Peter's grandparents had taken him on because he, his parents had passed, that Peter going to jail was very disrespectful. And he, 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 um, he was an embarrassment to his family name and that the tribes would have probably said he had to leave the mountain or leave the tribe area or whatever. But because um, God had a purpose for Peter and had me as the servant to go to the mountain to show the school and the, his parents, grandparents, which they took pictures because his grandfather was going to go into town with bragging rights and show all the locals that were in town that day. Look at my grandson. This woman has come. Apparently, there has never been ever a Monguzu, which is a white woman in the mountain or man. There's never been anything, anything, any white person ever go that high up in the mountain before in any generation of his family. So that brought honor back to Peter's family name and allowed Peter to stay up there. And now the director of the school has Peter uh, working with the younger youths and teaching them how to draw and how to paint. The transformation that God does within your soul. And as long as you're close to him and have a close relationship with him, you will follow in obedience and look at how he will transform Peter's life. So he uses, he brings us all together for a mission that you're not even aware of, but you're just doing it because you understand his word, you understand him, and you know that obedience and righteousness will give him glory. And the joy that you receive afterwards is seeing today a transformed life for Peter who once was in prison, the Nairobi prison. Yeah. So that and many other stories like that I have to share of transformed lives. In the short time I've been in Africa, there are amazing stories that God has done to bring lightness from the darkness into people's lives. And that's why there's I'm going back to Africa. This is where he's to, to continue his glory, his story, because he's got a lot more stories. <laughs> he's got a lot more powerful things that, you know, that is going to be happening. So it's very exciting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is very incredible. That, that kind of transformation to experience oh. that, that you help someone transform their lives and get into a better place where they're now serving a purpose and helping oh, other know. people out of it where they were in a situation of they they needed help. They're begging for help. And then all of a sudden now they're helping other people. That's it. What's amazing is the heavy lifting that God does behind the scenes that we're not even aware of 
but he chooses selects he selects all of us but when you are aware of you know in that moment of your particular you know task for instance it was okay we've got to drive peter back uh back home on his way up in the mountains that you followed through with that and because you were obedient to that like it just it, but it, it helped, you know, it, it, it just fulfilled, helped fulfill that whole purpose. Like, could you imagine, Cindy Lou, trying to orchestrate and manage all of that in your own strength? That would be so never, stressful. Never, never. And that's hmm. where you see the pieces of the compensation of the uniformity of life that God gives you. Say, for instance, like the past the mill, the heartbreaks I went through and brings it to Africa to take it because there's an inner core strength that he's pre prepared you for because he knows what he has planned for you. So in it's, it, you know, to be in the front lines, to work with the darkness over there. So the preparation of Peter and working with him, I mean, there was, you know, initially, you know, some of the interns were initially like, oh, somebody from prison is going to be in the in this art residency, you know, and but there was a connection because he grooms you, he prepares you to not have those fears, to not so that you can sit beside and form a union. And that's where I think God, he brings people into your life at different stages to help guide you and they they be it angels be it christian mentors be it your pastor be it but they're there for a time a season and then you know he'll even bring more because they're there for a purpose everybody i think comes together for a purpose for his story and will to be done for those that are righteous and obedient and who have the love of Jesus in their hearts. And it it's a light, it's it's like a light shines. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's when I was a, a I, what they used to say back back in Waterloo, a baby Christian. I was just brand new. I never stepped foot into I would sit there in the in, in the women's group meetings and I'd look around the table and I'd say to myself, I want what they have. They had they had something I've never seen or experienced before. And I wanted it. Like, how do you get this? And being, not having enough knowledge of knowing God's word, it was the Holy Spirit, the peace that once you get the Holy Spirit within you, it you live a life with peace, contentment, and no fear, no anxiety. No masks, no pretending, no, you know, because you have the assurity of knowing that you are protected. No matter where you go, what you do, what you live through, what you've had, what you've been through, you're never alone. You're always guided. You're always protected. Once, you know, when, when, when you receive Jesus and then you, you know, with righteousness and obedience you will then receive the Holy Spirit. And it's powerful. It's powerful. And 
in all my life, I have never, ever had such joy. Such joy. And as God is sanctifying me and preparing me for his works in Africa, um, it's challenging. It's long hours. It's a lot of studying, you know, dealing with change. You know, nobody really cares. Change makes you at one time would make me feel very awkward and nervous and anxious. Um, but with him, I find that I'm more adaptable and more earnestly wanting to learn more, do more, experience more, challenge more. And, and, uh, and be as righteous as I can for Jesus because like I read I read for in Isaiah there like what he did for us is so that we we can we can um, we can we can do more for him you know so wow that is that is very very inspiring and uh so just share a little bit up to date with what you're working in and, and what you have been working in uh primarily with uh this sim project and what it's doing for you and and preparing you for uh your upcoming missions trip well since i've been back from africa in, in 2019 i have been uh preparing to become a full-time member of sim canada so that i can go and be overseas in africa full-time and the next and while i was doing that my last place placement there was in Mongo, which is in Zambia. And they have a center down there, which is for the youth. And the youth down in Mongo are about 60% of the population from the age of 14 to 35. And they have a center there that is basically Christian-based uh, center for training, recreational, life skills. Uh, um, there's cooking, library, music, sports. And it's just a safe environment for kids to go to and a place that they can call their own. And now we're going to be integrating an art program and a trauma healing program while I'm there. And we're looking with the anticipation uh, and God's plan, if it's God's will, to be returning in 2022 of next year in the spring. And um, so that's where I'm at right now. And uh, and going to be seeking supports and uh, and uh, spreading the word and getting more awareness out there in the community of uh, of what God's God actually doing right here in Brockville. Yeah. Wow, that's very very powerful. And we come from such a small town here. Well, it's you know around 20,000 people, uh, the, the city that we live in, but, uh, you know, it's just doing big things, making a global impact like that. And it's, it's very inspiring to see what you are doing and sharing, you know, through your, through your gifts and your experience, uh, the work of God. So, uh, with that being said, I know this this mission takes uh, it, you know costs a lot of money to do it right so obviously it needs you know needs some funding um, mm -hmm. 
And I know you've been really working hard to raise funds, uh, you know, legitimately mm-hmm. and through the programs and, and, and spreading, you know, sharing about this uh, journey with people. And so if anyone feels led to maybe help you out and support your uh, journey um, in, in any way, but let's say in financially, they want to support you, um, what would be the best way or what are some options for them to do that? Well, um, there is a website they can go to directly for, for uh, if they feel led and driven by God and, uh, and led in the heart to, to want to, um, to financial supports, it's uh, www.sim.ca forward slash Cindy Lou dot Barclay forward slash. And that will take, take you directly to my donation page. Um, I can give you my email address if you, if anybody would like to ask any other questions, possibly want to know more about SIM. Uh, there, there, you can go to their website, www.sim.ca, and there's lots of information about who SIM is, the foundation, and how they were, how they started, and um, and there's a wonderful story about that, and what where they are at today. So there's that they they can take a look at. For, for me personally, if they want to ask me, they can, they can email me. And uh, that's at scarvesbycindylou at gmail.com. And it's S-C-A-R-V-E-S-B-Y, my name, cindylou at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to ask any questions that somebody that may have come up while we've been talking, which I'm sure there is. Um, and uh, there's also the other format um, is you can, uh, you can also do... Uh, monthly donations um if you also want to come on board in prayer and join a prayer team with me uh, there'll be mm, monthly prayer letter going out even when i'm on the mission and before i leave there'll be monthly newsletters that we going out and keeping everybody updated as to uh what's happening so basically if you want to join a team and and, and keep involved with this mission become a team member that would be awesome because uh I think that's uh, um, just it's it's you're going to see wonderful lives transformed and just get updated with pictures and local news and 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 what's happening while while I'm I'm there and um, yeah so that's basically uh, the three things that you can do um, I can um, if you email me I can send you the address to do uh, monthly donations and I can give you the information I can send you a donation page or for that if you want to be on the prayer team then email me also and uh, we'll connect you through with the prayer monthly prayer letters and newsletters and um yeah so i'm i i pray that that um you know just reaching out and and doing what we're doing brendan and being real and just sharing of what you know what glories god is doing even during this pandemic and and the life uh, of, of how we're living today that he's doing really great works too. You know, he is, he is sovereign over it, all of this. And, um, and there is inspiration and hope. And, uh, you know, if God has, has already been, you know, reaching in your heart 
to do something different, then come on board, you know, if you want to and, and see, enjoy the next journey for the next, um, this year preparing and for the three years that I'll be there in, in Mungu. Yeah, definitely exciting times. Mm-hmm. So Cindy Lou, it has been an honor to have you on the show and really just share about this transformation, your journey and your experience and this mission you're leading, um, led by God here. And so um, I'm sure that a lot of people, this stirred their hearts in some way. And so I really look forward to um, hearing from you in the future how your journey is going and we'll, we'll definitely have you back um, later uh, perhaps later in the year for for another another episode mm. oh anyways that's a wrap for this and we'll hear from you another time and thanks for everyone for tuning in so cheers everybody stay inspired and live a god-driven life amen amen Great. Take Take care. care. Take care. Bye bye.